Welcome to Inside Swindon Support with top guests and top tips. So, hi, welcome to another episode of Insights with NetSupport with me, Mark Anderson, ICT Evangelist, Head of Education at NetSupport. And boy, oh boy, am I happy to have stumbled across this absolute legend here at the Bet Show uh, 2023. It's only Mary Meyer. Hiya, Mary, how are you doing? Hello there, Mark. It's great to be here and fantastic to have bumped into you. What a treat. Uh, do you know what I said? Oh my goodness, Mary Myatt at an educational technology event. That's what a true story right there. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Not having seen one another in person for a good five years. I know, I know. And it's just so lovely to see you. Mary, you know, we, we've worked together. Um, I know you've got respect for me. I've got masses, as you can probably tell, uh, masses of respect for you, not only for your work in education, how you help people. You, We have similar values and, and want to make a difference. And boy, do you make a difference. On this Insight show, I wondered if you could share some insights. Um, I want to share some things. If you don't, Mary um, not only does her consulting and supporting and training and all those sort of things, um, but she's also got a little um, side business, say a side business, growing massively as I understand it. I'd love for you to learn more about that. And we'll share some details about that later on in this conversation. But Mary, insights. Um, before we jump into the questions, just for those who might have been hiding under a rock, <laughs> right? But could you share a bit about your experience in education, please? Yes. So I have to say I've had a blast for the last 30 years, virtually all the time. There's always some dodgy moments, aren't there? But um, it's, it hit me here. I remember the first time I stood in front of a class in North London. I looked at them. They looked at me. I've got no idea what they thought. And I just thought, I am meant to be doing this. I am meant to be here. So that was 30 years ago, North London, background is RE, uh, did that for 10 years, local authority for nearly 10 years, and then always been in the curriculum development field, even from an early career stage. And so I've been doing that for nearly 30 years as well. And I just find it such an interesting space to spend your professional life. I've been really, really lucky. Uh, I mean, she undersells herself as well from, from you know, if you don't know Mary Maya, just check her out. She is amazing. But one of the things I love about you, Mary, is that you are really, like, superb at taking what can often be quite difficult concepts mm. and then explaining them in ways to that, oh, yeah. So let's pick a topic. Your curriculum is something that you are massively uh, uh, experienced in. If I, if I was a school and I was thinking about developing my curriculum to... We're at a technology event, okay? It could be anything, really, couldn't it? Be this, but um, what sorts of approaches should um, anyone in leadership or considering sort of curriculum change be thinking about if they wanted to bring in effective use of technology? What, what would be your insights to, to, to any of our viewers on that front? Yeah, so anything we introduce has to add value to children's learning. So it's not just because it's nice and bright and shiny. It has to be, we have to use this stuff with real intent. And so we look at the range of both ideas, research, hardware, software, and it's all available to us, but we have to be really careful that we pick, as Dylan William would say, the best bets for our context and for our pupils. So um, I'm really impressed with some of the work that's going on, for instance, in amplifying the curriculum. So I'm thinking of Serda Ferret's work with Lifter, yep. um, which can take children just to amazing places, amazing worlds, amazing insights, 
both at an intellectual level and a deeply human level as well. So those are the combinations of things that um, the principles that I think are important. So for me, the lens always is, is this gorgeous for kids? Is it going to make them learn? And uh, so I always paraphrase um, William Morris, who said, we shouldn't have anything in our homes that we don't know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. And if we're thinking about that in education, if it's useful, it's making our children think and support them to learn. And then is it beautiful? I think that's an aesthetic thing. It's not about taste. Mm -hmm. It's about making sure that what lands on children's desks or the resources they use are as high quality and as beautiful as possible. It's not about cost. That for me is about saying, my children are worth it. Brilliant. Thank you for that, Mary. And again, completely unrehearsed this. So these are all cold questions for Mary, but she's so brilliant. Um, I want to talk about teaching and learning for a second, if that's okay. Um, you know my approaches. When, when it comes to technology, uh, and you, you've alluded to it there, actually, but I mean, with the fantastic award-winning and shout-out again to Lifter, well done last night at the uh, Bet Awards for winning the award. Brilliant stuff. Um, but there's an awful lot of technology out there that could be quite gimmicky, mm -hmm. you know? And there are a fair few companies, um, not us, obviously, uh, but a fair few companies who, who could maybe have a bit more of an eye on the prize, as it were, when being a bit more uh, informed about supporting teaching or helping learning in, in the classroom. What do you, what are, you, what are your thoughts around um, that I talk, pedagogy first approach to teaching and learning? One of the things that I share about, I think you've heard me talk about before, is TPAC. Yeah, so you do PCK, yeah, pedagogical content knowledge, and then the, the TK, technological knowledge. It's, whatever your choice of technology, it should be informed by the pedagogy and what you're trying to teach. Yeah. So that's kind of my thoughts. But I wonder what your thoughts were around using technology to support teaching and learning. Yeah, so it's whatever makes it accessible and makes children think. Those are my two main criteria. So, for instance, um, sometimes text, for instance, can be expensive. I haven't got enough money to be able to um, give one for every child in my class for this particular unit of work. So being able to use either a high-quality visualizer or I can buy the book, uh, online and I can show it through my interactive whiteboard and I'll be reading it they are then watching so that for me is a sort of very light touch way mm -hmm. of thinking creatively about about technology um, but in that sense it's adding value because otherwise they wouldn't be able to access it great idea as well and, and again visualizers one of the most sort of uh, researched areas looking impactful for and it's so useful in so many ways isn't it from from demonstration from uh, modeling to uh, all, all sorts of things peer marking loads of uses. brilliant example thank you mary i'll ask you one more question um uh, we met today with uh, a really exciting entrepreneur who's got a fantastic product for ai and maths okay um but without mentioning that particular product Okay. What's really exciting you about technology for teaching and learning at the moment? What's really sort of making you go, wow, that's amazing? <laughs> so I think the um, ways that uh, people are doing serious stuff in schools. So I'm thinking of, say, Josh um, at Steph Lab, for instance. So that very precise instructional coaching, which when done well, because you can have this fabulous stuff, whatever it is, <laughs> and it's not used well but to build systems and online 
uh, platforms to support that I yeah. think is great. I would also say that um, Tom Sherrington's work on the Rosenshine walkthroughs, what's happening there is you've got um, a, individuals within the profession who've hit on something that really makes a difference. How are they then amplifying that in a way that is accessible and at reasonable cost for schools? And I'm really excited about that uh, area of kind of growth. And, um, and then things like Teacher Tap. You know, I just think that is such a simple idea. It's not simple to execute, um, but I'm a great fan of that. Just these light touch apps that are just keep help you to keep your finger on the pulse. So those would be a handful of examples that I'm excited about. Brilliant examples. I mean, teachers up again. Ron Seal does what says on sin, and so useful for those insights into uh, what things that are working. And the, the, the Tom Sherrington um, teach, uh, sorry, walkthroughs uh, example is brilliant. Tom's work. He works with many schools, um, you know, but Tom's one person. Yeah. Right. So how can he scale up? How can Tom be in many places at the same time when Tom's one person? Yeah. And so having that solution there, it, and it's so popular, and it's because it works, right? Yeah, and I think that's what opening up of the of the tech space has done for people who are thinking deeply about this. They didn't set out to do that. It's just like, I've got so much demand, what do I then do? Oh, there are some solutions. It's a lot of work to make it happen, as I know. <laughs> well, look, Mary, you are so in demand. Um, you know, one of the... Um, most well-respected educational authors in the UK and beyond. Um, you're in demand for speaking at events, keynotes, you help schools, governments, local authorities, you're everywhere. But you're recognising how it's important to scale up and support schools as well. And you're running your own business as well now. Can you tell me more about that, please? Yeah, so thank you. So yeah, that's just on the back again of uh, you've got more demand than you can cope with. So you're just thinking, what are the solutions that can support that? And so um, there are two I've developed over the last couple of years. One is Myat & Co, the online kind of Netflix platform for um, ongoing professional learning in a very dialogic format. People talking to one another and then supply, you know, offering their resources as well. So you want to get away from um, really pompous PowerPoints and people just didactic and three-line whips. So it's got a very um, intentional way of working. So we started that two and a half years ago. It's got over 17,000 people using the platform. Some of the content is free and um, the rest is behind a low paywall. And so that goes into local authorities, multi-academy trusts, and then also people are just coming on board as individuals as well. Um, and then, again, didn't look to do this, but because of the hurt books, the curriculum books, demand for training. So we now have a training and um, online course platform called the Hurt Academy, which has been going for about six months. And that is really fascinating brilliant stuff so if you want to find out more about Martin Cohen can you share some URLs where, where, people, where people are going to find out more about these things Mary so the easiest place to get the links and about 90% of my work is either free to access or very low cost if you just go to marymart.com and there are links to everything that, that comes from there brilliant stuff and my at is M-Y-A-T-T as if you didn't know already uh, I'm absolutely thrilled to have the chance to have a chat with you Mary uh, thank you so much for joining me here on Insights at NetSupport here live from BET 2023 thank you so much for joining us thank you thank you Mark <laughs>